that edge. Oh, look at us. We've just brought up a work topic, even though we've just said, okay, it's dinner time. Let's, you know, let's put the day behind us because we will say that, like, let's not talk about work, but rather than just be so dogmatic and go, oh my God, you said something about work. We're not supposed to talk about work. It's like, oh, look at us talking about work again. Just a reminder, being aware and then just coming back to something else or just saying, okay, that's, oh, that's a really great point. Or I, oh yes, I hadn't thought of that yet. Or whatever it is like going into the discussion, but not getting too into the weeds. So just being a little Mm -hmm. bit more like not so dogmatic about the rule. Well, it sounds like awareness plays a big role in that, you know, Mm -hmm. both of you are aware Mm -hmm. that you're not at your desks working right now. Right. But that doesn't mean that a work topic might not come up and you guys can't discuss it or brainstorm or, you know, support each other in whatever way you need. Yeah. But it also doesn't mean that it has to like rule the conversation for the entire night. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hey, Nicole. (laughs) Hi, Kate. (laughs) You ditched the blankie. I ditched the blankie. <laughs> that was, was fast. I was wearing a blankie. Uh, well, I've got a cup of tea here. It's, so it's, you know, just gone 6.30 in the morning. It's a little bit cold this morning. And I didn't want to wake up Omar going back into the bedroom to get, you know, rummage for a sweater. So I was like, let me go to the couch and just get a blankie. <laughs> but now I've ditched it because I've got my tea here and I'm feeling like warmed up enough. So I'm good. I'm good. Meanwhile, now. I literally didn't have my tank top on when I joined Zoom and was like, oh, I got to put my shirt on. <laughs> oh, wow. That would have made for a very interesting Zoom call. Kate. I mean, I've got like a little kind of like crop top thing going oh, on. Okay. But... <laughs> like a little sports kind of situation. Yeah, not not, not yeah. a little lacy number. <laughs> that's Sporty that's what Kate. <laughs> I was thinking a little lacy bra or something. oh not much of my lacy things are fitting these days with my growing bump (laughs) it's hot there still right so you feeling oh my goodness it's so hot this afternoon um so john is experiencing some gnarly plantar fasciitis right now so i've been walking gus in the morning and at night which has been great it's like added you know activity to my day which is always welcome um and but since we had our call by the time we get off it'll almost be dark so i walk him before when i looked at my app it was oh gosh here we go with the celsius and fahrenheit again (laughs) so when i looked at the temperature it was 89 degrees which is like 32 Celsius, Hot. but with the humidity and everything, it was a feels like 95. So 35 Celsius. Extra like, hot. It has just been so hot. (laughs) So it's nice coming on and seeing you with your warm tea and your blankie. (laughs) I wonder if that makes you a little bit extra hot seeing me wrapped up and turning up my my AC. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm excited for our chat today. We're going to be 
talking about setting boundaries, maybe some heat and cold boundaries would be nice. (laughs) Right. But uh, temperature aside, boundaries are so important because in my opinion, they are a way for us as individuals to say, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is what I deserve. Um, And without boundaries, and I speak from personal experience, it can sometimes feel like you're being taken advantage of or like people aren't respecting your time, which is my biggest one of my biggest pet peeves, Mm -hmm. Um, or like you're constantly stressed and overwhelmed. Boundaries are so important to help like temper all of these things. And so today we're going to be talking about some of the boundaries that we've set in both our business and in our life. But I thought to start out based on your recommendation, Nicole, that maybe we talk about what a boundary, what a boundary looks like for you. So what would you say when you think about boundaries? Oh, I, the reason I thought sort of wanted to break it down was because I thought about the first time that I recall anyway, that someone said, you need to set more boundaries. And I think in that moment, I'm, might have been like you've alluded to it you can feel stressed out you can feel overwhelmed is that because you've put too much on your plate you haven't said no to something so it's like what does it mean when someone says you have no boundaries yeah and so that got me thinking like what is it what does it actually mean what I think it can mean different things to different people and so when I was thinking about it I just sort of the idea that if I don't feel like I'm exercising my boundaries then I'm out of balance. Mm. Like my life isn't in balance. This kind of thought kept coming up for me. I like that. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. And this is such an interesting question because before you posed it, I guess I just kind of, I hadn't really thought about a boundary is a boundary. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like what comes to mind for me is everything that I kind of, you know, set this up with, like, people respecting your time. A a lot of the things that I feel like maybe people place blame in other areas is like, to me, it all comes back to your boundaries. And Mm. uh, like, I, I kind of look at it as like an ownership thing of like taking ownership of your time and your desires and your wants and your needs. And boundaries are what help you take ownership of those things and take control of those things. Otherwise, you know, it's always going to be like, oh, this person did this or that happened. Mm-hmm. But to me, like if you have proper boundaries set up, it's on you, which I like. I want to take responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe can you give me some examples? Yeah. So like you had mentioned the kind of like saying yes to things or saying no to something like that's a really important time boundary Mm -hmm. and respect boundary where if somebody asks me for a coffee and awesome, I love doing coffees. I love meeting up with people. I love spending time with friends. Like these are all things that are great. And so we set up the coffee and before we meet, because I want to set this boundary, I'm not going to go to this coffee for two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. So when we're setting this coffee up, I'm going to say, I would love to meet you for coffee. I have until 10 a.m. to do this. So it's like little things, right? But Mm. I don't want to go to this coffee and then end up 
and and maybe the conversation's great and we're having an amazing time. And in that case, I'll be excited to set up another, you know, meet up with this person. But I don't want to be in one of those situations where then I'm stressed out because I'm not home on time. And Mm -hmm. then I miss another meeting or another responsibility that I have or so to me, it's boundaries are like really time based and schedule based. I guess I think about it a lot in terms of time management because of my obsession with that. But I guess that would be one example. Does that make sense? Uh, Yes, absolutely. And it also what I thought of was you're managing expectations as well. You're managing the Mm. expectations of other people by setting that boundary for yourself and saying, I'm going to just give this coffee time. And then the other person doesn't expect you to go shopping after or do something else with them after. So so managing expectations. Yeah, I guess it is really closely related to expectations, huh? I think that'll come out a lot in the examples that we give too. Well, when you gave that example, I thought of the times in my life when I was younger, when I disappointed people, let people down, let myself down by saying, yes, oh, this is what makes me, I think about the people pleaser in me. And I know we've Mm. talked about people pleasing and I think this might touch on that people pleaser personality trait because I think about those times where I've disappointed other people, disappointed myself in saying yes to too many things because I didn't want to let people down. And then I wasn't able to meet all of those expectations and, you know, attend to whatever it was, appointments or um, commitments And that was a form, I guess, of not knowing how to set boundaries around my time, uh, manage, you know, other people's expectations of what they could ask of me or expect from me. Oh, that's such a big one. Like, because as somebody who has considered themselves a people pleaser at points in my life, (laughs) trying to find a good way to word that, (laughs) there have absolutely been times where I've felt awkward about maybe saying no to something or not wanting to do something. And I think that when you take I I guess boundaries in some ways, as we're talking through this, like helps me take the emotion out of it. Mm. How, how am I showing up for myself and my time and the respect that I want and deserve from other people? It's with boundaries and the people pleasing side of me is thinking about all the emotional reasons why like I should say yes, or I feel bad because of this, Mm -hmm. or I want to do that, or I want to make this person happy. I want to help this person on and on and on. Right. I guess boundaries has kind of helped me look at it in a way where I don't have to feel bad about that. Mm. It's almost like I'm going to use the word energy because I almost feel like that emotional aspect of it is the energy that you consume or that's wasted when you're pushing yourself to those limits. I think this is why I've got this idea of balance in my head because it's like the boundary is like, if you think about it, like literally, it's like an edge, right? And when you're pushed to the edge, whether it's your time, you've been pushed to like the demands on your time, then when you're at that edge, it's like this energy that you're expending to deal with the disappointing the other person saying no feeling guilty dealing with the stress and the overwhelm so it's like by you not hitting that edge then you're kind of like 
more balanced and you don't feel that sense of overwhelm and stress and emotional. You're saving yourself so much of that energy, exactly everything you're talking about. Like imagine all the times you felt that way and then think, if only I had a boundary in place, (laughs) I wouldn't have to do any of that. I wouldn't have to feel that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, what a great encourager to (laughs) sit down and really think about this for like, what boundaries do you have set up in your life? Do you have boundaries set up in your life? I mean, I think, well, as as we talk through maybe some of the examples that we have of boundaries that we've set, maybe for a lot of people, you do have boundaries and maybe you just don't even realize it. Maybe there are things so ingrained or like so important to you that you don't even think of it as a boundary, but it is. Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of get a little bit hung up sometimes and like want to define things because I feel like I've had conversations with girlfriends who talk about like when their life is out of whack, they feel off balance in some ways. It's because there's areas in their life where they're not dedicating time, energy, focus. And that's just another way of saying, like, I haven't set a boundary in this one area in my life so that I can yeah. then have the space to to move on to the other area. So that I think there's just different ways of, like you said, you might not realize it that you have or you don't have boundaries. It's just maybe you're thinking about it in a different way. So I'm curious, Nicole, what are some of the personal boundaries that you've set that help create space and time in your day, like for you. So if you think of personal care, exercise, time to read, like that sort of stuff, can you think of boundaries that you've set that help protect that time for you? Definitely think my morning routine is very, Mm. I'm very protective of that first half hour, hour of the day. And again, I don't think I was ever conscious of like, I am setting a boundary here. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I feel like That's it's a like, good example. this is my morning. This is my me time. This is when I wake up. I don't look at my phone. I don't look at notifications. I make my lemon water. I make my coffee. I put my little music on. I'm into all these like, uh, what is it like ambient meditative frequency? Mm-hmm. It sounds a bit kooky, but <laughs> that's what I mean to write. I put <laughs> no, that in like that. <laughs> it just helps me just start my day in this really calm and focused way with that. I just feel like I get a sense of clarity because I've really carved out this space and time for myself where I'm not letting other distractions in other people's needs, other people's agendas in. And of course I can do that as I don't have kids. I can just wake up. Usually I wake up before Omar. So I'm I'm on my own. So it's very easy to do that. That is definitely for me a way that I have that space in the morning to just start my day in a way that I feel like it gives me real clarity Mm. So then as soon as I have to start making decisions, answering people, you know, all of that, I can, I feel like I'm in a better space, headspace to do it. Yeah. And it's almost like in that way, you've set this boundary for yourself, which is now kind of like reminding me too of how closely associated like boundaries are with accountability, right? A lot of your morning routine is like holding yourself accountable to giving yourself that time Mm -hmm. to have that relaxation, to start with your mind clear, have that focus, that clarity for your day. And I read too. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to, uh well, it's important. Again, like I'm holding myself accountable to the fact that I've committed to making sure that I read more and that morning time by protecting it and having that space you're right. Like I'm holding myself accountable to make sure that I do give the time to read every, every morning. 
Yeah, for the things that are important to you. I mean, that is another huge thing about boundaries is it's like carving out the space for the things that you say are important to you. Like, how important are they? Are you going to set that boundary and create that space for yourself to, you know, do the thing? And I think that in doing that, you also are creating a bunch of boundaries that like you may not even realize are there. And I was just thinking of it as you were giving these examples, like, you're also setting boundaries that I'm not going to be in my inbox, you know, the first hour of my day, I'm not online the first hour of my day. I'm not running errands the first hour of my day, like all of those are other boundaries that are in place because of this morning routine that you've created. Yeah, and it comes at like, I think what I've traded off in to, to have this, this space and this time and then set this boundary is waking up earlier. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be up by five, sometimes 10 to five. Mm-hmm. And depending on how, you know, the first, whatever time the first call of the day is or the first meeting is, I make sure that I give myself that, that time. So yeah, there might be a trade off there. Like, okay, you're going to have to go to bed earlier so you can get up earlier, but I'm happy to make that compromise, sacrifice, however you want to call it. Yeah. I totally agree with you on the morning routine. Like that's something that comes top of mind for me as well is like the way that I set up my mornings is very much creating space for myself, time in my day for me. And I would also say I do the same thing at nighttime too. And this has been something that I don't know why happy hour time is just always like one of my favorite times of the day. I love that the weather is cooling off. I love that the sun is going down. I love that there's just a sense of calm is kind of over the day. Whether you've had a super hectic day with like a ton going on, or you've had a maybe a relaxing day as a weekend, whatever, that time of day, no matter what has happened during that day, I always feel is like a very Mm -hmm. relaxing time. And so I've kind of used that as a wind down period to get me into the same calm and like focus and clarity that you were talking about in the morning. Like I feel that at night a lot too. You know, I get into a routine with like starting dinner and cooking is like a very meditative thing for me. I love knowing that I'm making a nutritious and healthy dinner for us. I'm excited that I get to spend time with John and with Gus And I'm excited to TV dinner it, you know, watch some shows. All about the TV Um, dinner. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, that's, so that's how you create your space and time. I love that you called it happy hour. You're referring to like golden hour, magic hour. Yes. All those hours. (laughs) But I like that you called it happy hour, which I always thought, well, are you missing alcohol? Because usually happy hours. (laughs) (laughs) i am missing the alcohol but that's okay it's still happy hour (laughs) that's really nice what are some boundaries that you've set with your family and or your friends to help create kind of like mutual respect for each other or maybe boundaries with time that sort of thing yeah that's a really good one i feel it's changed over time Um, With mum getting on in years, you know, we've talked about our parents getting older, aging parents, and I definitely feel we've, as a family, have been more intentional about making sure we carve out regular time to see mum. So we'll do like a Friday night family dinner at mum's so she cooks for us. And I think that was a very intentional and clear choice that we made as, you know, a family. So Omar and my brother 
we made sure that like, okay, we're going to, we're going to commit to doing this as much as we can. It doesn't always happen, of course. I like that. Cause it's like an inclusive boundary. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when you say boundaries, it sounds like it's always shutting something out, Oh, but yeah. boundaries can also be inclusive of things like yes. a Friday night family dinner. My boundary is that my Friday nights are not for other things because my Friday nights are for family dinner. So yeah. that's a, I Look like at that. Us. Constantly redefining. I like this. Mm, <laughs> the inclusive. Yeah. Do you feel like you've, you're intentional about the, that kind of delineation of time with friends, family, Omar? Uh, no, no. John. <laughs> should be Not with Omar. No, no. In your case, it's John. Although I do <laughs> have boundaries now. for my time with you and Omar, like our time in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely do feel like I have boundaries around that. You know, I I really like spending time with friends. I think it's important to spend time with different groups of people and in different relationships. And I feel like just by nature of living together and being intentional about it, John and I spend a lot of great time together. I'm very, I don't want to say aggressive, but I definitely take control of situations in terms of setting up hangouts with friends, whether it's going for a walk with someone, Mm -hmm. meeting up for a coffee, doing a dinner together with a group of people. Speaking of which, John and I just reinstated our weekly dinners with inviting, I think we've talked about this before, we invite two couples over for dinner. Nice. Kind of have that back in the rotation. And then my time with family. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a great boundary example for me because I don't live by my family. Mm-hmm. If my family's coming to visit or I'm going to San Diego to visit my family, my boundaries around that time are super strict because mm. it's important to me. And I guess that goes back to, you know, maybe thinking about boundaries, the clearest way to do it is like, how are you setting up boundaries around the things that you say are most important to you? Yeah. Or what you invest in. We often talk about like we're investing in relationships, we're investing in another way of looking at it is making sure that something else in your life doesn't interfere with that investment of time Mm. or energy into a friendship or a relationship or family. Yeah. When, When I think about boundaries too, I so often comes up in conversations about business because, and I know you can relate, you and Omar work together and John and I work together. And that's always a question that people ask, like, how do you guys set up boundaries so that your working relationship and your personal relationship and your time together and all of that? Because it's very easy for that to get muddled, right? When you're working in business together and business is important and you love it and you also love spending time together. Mm -hmm. So John and I were so specific about our boundaries And from the very beginning, which I'm so grateful for, I think Mm -hmm. it's why we work so well together because we do have these boundaries. I'm sure you and Omar have plenty of them as well. What are a few boundaries that you guys have set up with each other around like business time versus relationship time versus? Yeah, I can relate to that question, getting that question all the time. And usually it's phrased in like, when it's dinner time, do you guys draw a line in the sand? We're not going to talk about work. Mm. And so, oh, yeah, my view on this has changed over time. We we do have boundaries. So the answer to that question when someone says, do you guys not talk about work over dinner or when you're on vacation? 
And sometimes, you know, I didn't want to get too far into the discussion or the details, but it's like, that's really hard to do, to expect that we would suddenly shut that side of our brain off. It's not realistic. And again, I'm going to try and make sense of this. It's like going to that extreme where imagine if we set that rule, okay, no work talk over dinner. We would be so focused on not trying to talk about work (laughs) that it's such a waste of energy, right? Yeah. So what I like to think of it now, and it's coming back to this idea of just coming back to the middle, being a little bit more balanced is... Okay, if we hit that edge, oh, look at us. We've just brought up a work topic, even though we've just said, okay, it's dinner time. Let's, you know, let's put the day behind us because we will say that, like, let's not talk about work. But rather than just be so dogmatic and go, oh, my God, you said something about work. We're not supposed to talk about work. It's like, oh, look at us talking about work again. Just a reminder, being aware and then just coming back to something else or just say, okay, that's, oh, that's a really great point. Or I, oh yes, I hadn't thought of that yet. Or whatever it is like going into the discussion, but not getting too into the weeds. So just being a little Mm -hmm. bit more like not so dogmatic about the rule. Well, it sounds like awareness plays a big role in that, you know, Mm -hmm. both of you are aware Mm -hmm. that you're not at your desks working right now. Right. But that doesn't mean that a work topic might not come up and you guys can't discuss it or brainstorm or, you know, support each other in whatever way you need. Yeah. But it also doesn't mean that it has to, like, rule the conversation for the entire night. Exactly. And also, I would say that one of the the ways I, I feel we're exercising boundaries now, again, it was not intentional, was when we've talked about this in recent episodes, the decision to not work from home and to work out of a co-working space It came up in in passing the other day, even before you and I were going to jump on and talk about this. I I said to Omar, I said, this is actually really good for us too, because we do separate. There's more separation now with our home life and work. And this this is good for us. It just feels like a good thing. Unknowingly, that's another way we've just, I suppose, created a boundary around, okay, not that, again, not being so dogmatic that if we come home and there's something, you know, to do, you'll, you know, switch on your laptop and you've still got our home offices. So it's not like, oh, I'm not going to enter and, and sit at my desk at the home because now the day is done. No, it can't be that extreme because I'd just be, again, just wasting all that energy versus like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do this one thing. Let me just jump on and do that now. But it's definitely helped us create the boundary between like, this is home. We now come home from work. Let's have dinner. Let's watch TV. Let's have our TV dinner. And, <laughs> and you know, and work is kind of like work is done for the day. Yeah, it's kind of more like a literal boundary. <laughs> like you come home and that is like your home space. Yes. <laughs> I think that that actually, I mean, I hadn't thought about it until you gave that example. But I think that sometimes physical things can be good reminders of our mm-hmm. boundaries. Um, whether that's like a closed door and that means that, you know, yeah, you can't come in here right now or you're doing your workout and you're in the gym or whatever. And like that is the time when like, don't bother, bother me right now, like I'm working out. So those like physical boundaries um, can be really important, too. You just like a light bulb just went off in my head right now. I just realized why I found it so hard to work out at home. 
I've always said, oh, I like going to a class. I like going out to work out. I like to exercise outside of my home. And I always told this story. I had this story in my mind that, oh, it's because you're not disciplined, Nicole. It's because you just can't, you know roll out your yoga mat and do your yoga at home, you know, shame on you type of a thing. But really it's for me, it's just the boundary that I need. I like that sense of going out in the park, going for a walk, going to a class. That is where exercise workouts happen. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I just thought about that now. Hmm. There you go. There we go. We just unlocked. <laughs> Ooh, look at us unlocking these stories and hmm. so to your point about not being so dogmatic about stuff the boundary that john and i set up is that at any time either of us can put the kibosh on a business conversation so kind of like we know that it's unrealistic to say Mm -hmm. that we're never going to talk about business like outside of certain hours or outside of the time that Mm -hmm. we're both at our computer or whatever that might be However, if it's dinner time and one of us brings something up and the other one doesn't feel like talking about it, we can say, we're not going to talk about that right mm-hmm. now. Yep. So I think that that is kind of like a good, like you could have verbal cues yes. for your boundaries of like, not now. Yes, <laughs> we do that too. Yes, we do that yeah. as well. But I think the important thing is that you're, you openly communicate that, right? Mm-hmm. Like both people have to understand and be on board with that. You can't just like shut someone down all the time and expect them to (laughs) react well to that. So open communication about whatever the boundary is. (laughs) Exactly. So they're established kind of rules or Mm -hmm. boundaries that you've set up. We do that in the sense of like, if we realize we're bringing up a topic that needs much more brainstorming time or much more in-depth discussion, but we're really just in our, say, like our stand-up kind of a thing where we're just kind of like, okay, this is what's on my plate today. That, that, sort of a meeting only should take about 15 minutes at the most but if we hit on a topic that's go off on a tangent that's going to take a lot longer we're very clear about saying okay let's put a time in the calendar to work on that idea or whatever it is and we've gotten really good like I remember in the beginning it was just like oh no I want to talk about this right now just no no limits to like when a meeting was gonna end boundary (laughs) like that was this is like back in you know year one but we had to establish that we had to establish that cue of like oh i can see what you know we've been through this enough times to realize when how we get derailed or we'll go on these tangents to realize oh okay the consequences of that is not good we end up not then getting stressed out because we had all these other tasks that we were going to do. I'd set up my morning to do this, but we've gone on this tangent and we've been derailed. And so as simple as it sounds, just setting that boundary and realizing, okay, we need to carve out another time to discuss this. Let's just put a pin in it right now. And that can happen in so many different areas of your life, right? I mean, that can happen in your personal life where you set a boundary of like back to my coffee date example, Mm -hmm. like Uh, you know, I have until this time to meet up and I'm really excited and this is going to be great. But then it's not creating this open-ended, like we could be at coffee for five hours and all of a sudden I didn't do anything else that I said I was going to do. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay. So one more kind of category of boundaries to hit here. What are some boundaries that you've set up with your team so that your role as a leader and a manager is clear to your team. This was a tough one. Have you ever heard that kind of management rule of like not being friends with the people you mm. manage? Which is so hard, right? I think it's hard. I think it's hard, but 
whoever said that, whoever established that rule, whoever said that that was a good idea is essentially saying you shouldn't be friends with the people you manage or your team because the expectations are different for how what people can get away with, what you what you allow for. A lot more emotion involved. Emotion as well. I don't know how I feel about the don't be friends with your team because I can think of a lot of instances where I've created like really close and meaningful relationships with people I've worked with where I was technically, you know, the person that they reported to or the Mm -hmm. person in charge of making sure that they did their job. And I mean, for me, it's always been a positive, but I can see where it would get pretty sketchy, pretty fast. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm opposed. I'm opposed to it. I, I just wonder it probably comes back down to being very clear on what's expected of you as a manager, what you're expecting, yeah. you know, you're expecting your team to do and separating the emotion. I, I think a big part of it with team is consequences. Mm. And I think that might be like one of the bigger lines that I look at and drawing is like, I do feel like I have a really close relationship with our team, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I'm okay with delivering consequences when mm-hmm. expectations aren't met, when the job isn't being done, you know, mm-hmm. when it could pass that line of like, oh, Kate's so cool and so nice. And we mm-hmm. just had this great friendly conversation. Like she's not going to be mad if I don't do this. But I might not be mad, but there will be consequences mm. if you don't do it because that's part of your job. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And and I can see on the side of the employee that it can be a little bit gray though, right? Like how much do I share? What details are okay to to give in a, in a situation where like I need to kind of bring in all my personal stuff and, and here, here's my personal situation just so you're aware um, because it's impacting my job. Does it ever get to the point where it's like, okay, well, that's not my problem. I can't take everyone's personal stuff. Mm. Yeah. Boundaries. Right? Boundaries, right? <laughs> <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, how how far does it go when you're like, okay, I understand you have a lot of personal stuff going on, Mm. but you also have a job to fulfill. It's so situational, right? Like, yeah, I don't. I mean, there there are clearly personal things that might be happening for somebody where they might need to take a leave or something, Mm -hmm. but there are also personal things where you're like, figure it out. (laughs) This is not like a. Thing that should be impacting your job mm, that comes down to then your personal boundaries on like how much you're you're willing to take because it's a lot to expect yeah. you to take on depending on how many people are on your team how many people you manage like if you're going to mm-hmm. be just like i'll take everyone's dramas and personal situations that's a lot on one person Ooh. That's mm. like a full-time job in and of itself. Yeah. And it's not to say that you, you know, you're callous and you don't have empathy and any of that. It's just, again, being really clear on how much you can take and are willing to take so that you're not pushed to the edge, right? You can't. Right. Yeah. Boundaries, managing expectations, not hitting the edge, coming back to the middle, finding balance. Holding yourself accountable. Holding yourself accountable. These are all variations of what it means. If someone says, you need to set boundaries. Well, hang on a second. What does that mean? (laughs) 
<laughs> Am I not managing expectations? Yeah. yeah. I think we need to set a boundary on this conversation because this could go forever. I know. I do still feel like I could talk for such a long time about this. I mean, this really has opened up like so many different areas of boundaries that I had never thought about before. So maybe we can do a, a revisit on uh, on this topic and pull in a few lessons learned over the coming months. I love it. I like that we're always open for a revisit. There's just more to say. More to say, more to learn, more to explore. (laughs) All right, Nicole. Well, on that note, as we close out today's chat on setting boundaries, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.